You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. You're listening to a Rare Drop podcast. Check us out at raredrop.co. Hello, everyone. I know you've been waiting for a very long time to be involved with all of the amazing things that we're doing at Rare Drop, and now is the time. We are introducing the Rare Drop Patreon, so if you've ever wanted to get involved with experimental content or being at any of our podcasts early to listen in, well, all of that is available in the new Rare Drop Patreon. Check it out. Hi, Kevin. Tim, my office smells like farts, and I can't figure out why. Oh, oh, it must be those those pesky fart monsters in your office. I told my son, those barking spiders, man, they just make so much noise. <laughs> All right, you ready to start, Hello, friend. start this show? Yes, Kevin, I am ready to talk about Star Wars with all of our friends. <laughs> we really need sound effects for that stuff. No, I can't. We get DMCA'd on Twitch. Kev- Kevin likes Kevin likes to hum and whistle our theme songs for everything. It's just we should just pay someone to make us unique Star Wars and Scotch sound effects. No, it's uh, they come. That's what they come for. They come for my. I'm like the guy from Police Academy, Tim. Sure, Kevin. Did you punch it yet? What? We're there. They can see your oh. gorgeous, handsome face. Hey, welcome to Star Wars and Scotch, episode twenty-eight. Chat. 28, holy crap. Tonight we will be talking about The Mandalorian, Season 2, Episode 7, and a whole bunch of other... (laughs) I kind of want to speed through Mando just so we can talk about the other stuff, Kevin. Were you completely overwhelmed? (laughs) No, I was not ready for Disney to bust their proverbial nut all over the internet with their Star Wars stuff. I I wasn't. Not in the sense of like, oh, this is too much Star Wars, but more in the sense of like, what are Tim and I going to do on Monday? I was not ready for the just the the entire load, Kevin. It was a lot. It was a lot to digest. It was so much, so much. But uh, here we lot. are. I have the list of everything they announced. I'm sure there's stuff that is not on. No, everything's on my list here. Um, but uh, movie, 
singular. Uh, we'll talk about some of the rumors that they didn't address. Uh, we'll talk about all of the TV shows as the new CEO of Disney's is holding to his word to build Disney Plus into a streaming monolith in the industry. And boy, howdy, are they? <laughs> he is. He is. He is going for it. Uh, let's see. We got. Let me. Let me thank some people here. Nicholas John with four pockets with seven. Jiro with. Oh, I'm reading the wrong thing. Nicholas John with four pockets with twenty five. Jiro with thirty four. It says uh, War Stars and Apple Juice. I like that. And J two with four. Thank you so much. For you folks on Twitch, cheers. Facebookers. I boogers. Did I just say Facebookers? Facebookers. Facebookers. Um, I actually just said to Tim because I noticed this afternoon when I was watching one of my favorite travel people. I love Facebook Watch, by the way. I it, oh. it is the mo- it is a way more addictive algorithm for me than YouTube. Really? Yeah, because it, they just keep suggesting the next video and it's always based on something I watched. So currently I am in travel and Gordon Ramsay hell. Uh, oh, nice. Yeah, and if I see Gordon Ramsay, I have to stop. Uh, so, um, no, you're not boogers. It was it was figure of speech. We, we no, love you. Guys you guys are boogers. It's fine. You booger grandmas, you. Uh, mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, we're working on getting stars and all that stuff on Facebook. I'm going to send them another inquiry about it because I know some of you have been asking lately. Um, but, cool. Real quick, before we get started... We have to go over all of the things that Professor Broman makes us go over before we start the show because he is the CMO of Rare Drop, and me and Tim both answer to him when it comes to these initiatives. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Smiling. You missed out on the Rare Drop store for Tim's merch, by the way, if, unless you got some. But if you did, then it sucks to be you. Uh, but in that vein, you still have time to get the Mary Crumble shirt, limited edition. On the high score store, you can go to high score tees and go to the rare drop portion of it. And the Mary Crumble shirt is there. It is a variation of last year's Mary Crumble shirt, just a much sexier gingerbread man with a little snowflake over over his. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so you can't see it because it's a little gingerbread. <laughs> um, and you can go to patreon.com slash rare drop and support. Uh, we have a few new uh, 25ers whose names are scrolling by right now. So thank you for supporting us. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you for supporting everything we do. And last but not least, it's your last chance to get in on the Kings Coast stuff. There's still some cocoa. There's still, oh, by the way, I got to order Tim's shit. Let me pull that link up so I do it right after the show today because Wayne gave me the green light this morning to order Tim's shit. Um, don't worry. I made a note, so I'll do it right after we're done. So don't give me that look. Okay. You're going to get it. Don't worry. Okay. All right. Don't worry. Pete's, Pete's youngest son was labeling those bottles, and you'll get to enjoy them. No, not funny. <laughs> Inside jokes. Anyway, that's my spiel for today. Uh, tomorrow, uh, Wednesday for the patrons. First, first, you'll all get a chance to see it, but we're doing a special Christmas Dungeons & Dragons adventure based in the world of Charles Dickens' Christmas Carol. Uh, me, Tim, Ben with Captain Robert. Patreon only on Wednesday night, 5.30 p.m. Eastern. It'll be uh, roughly a three-hour campaign. A one-off. So if you want to be a part of that, you got to do that through Patreon. Uh, It will be shown everywhere. Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. But it might be a little while after. Might be a little bit. So if you want to see it, do that. Uh, Which, Ben? uh, The the Professor Broman, not the Lupo. Professor Broman, yes. We should get Lupo into a one-off. Lupo, yeah, Lupo does D&D all the time. 
We so should get. I'm sure, he'll do a campaign with us. Yeah. One. We should have uh, in the next D and D adventure, Tim. Winky, winky. We should have Lupo come in and do a one-off episode of that. Yeah, dude. I bet you he'd be a dope-ass person in our campaign. That has nothing to do with Star Wars at all. All right, Kevin. Are we done with ads? Uh, next week's Rare Drop Christmas Party Online. Anyway, go. Perfect. Okay, so we talked about... I, this This is, uh, This was another episode that was kind of your side questy, side mission, didn't really serve a, a huge purpose... Uh, within the, the full Mandalorian story arc, you said side outside. Quest. Sorry, you said side quest. I love it. Yeah, it's side questy. Yeah, it's a side mission. It's a it's a filler episode. It's whatever you want to call it. Um, like it was. It's another one of those where like, it was just kind of shallow, except for the part where they talk about Operation Cinder, which I thought was really, really cool. And we'll get to that at some point. But overall, just kind of given like the like just top down looking at the the episode as a whole. I was kind of disappointed with it, was, just because. I wouldn't say I was disappointed as well, much. Well, as, well I'm gonna I'm gonna use the word disappointed just because I was hoping to see a little bit more of what's going on with Grogu. Um, and in that part, I was a little I was a little bummed about. Uh, also, Mayfield, I I thought was going to be really really important for the rest of the seat, the rest of the, the two episodes that we had. Um, and knowing that we won't see him. Again, kind of makes me sad because I really liked I really liked his backstory that we got um, with him, and I feel like he was like a really cool he was a really cool character that was introduced last season, uh, and for them to bring him back, give a little bit more detail as to like why he left the Empire, um, you know what was going on at that time. Uh, again, it's like one of my favorite time like my favorite parts within the time period of Star Wars currently is like right after Episode Six. Uh, during Operation Cinder, so this is that was really cool. They they brought that up. Yeah, um, that episode definitely peaks at that point, which we can touch on going through the rest of the episode. Uh, it was very um, there was cool stuff littered in it. The uh, scrapyard that we found Mayfeld at was very reminiscent of the scrapyard at the beginning of Jedi Fallen Order. It was very much so. Also, uh, which is which is funny because there is like that was at the end of episode three when we when we join calcastus in the scrapyards of the, the the clone wars coming to an end yeah and then we join mayfeld at the end of essentially episode six as the new republic is being formed which i thought that was really cool um i enjoyed his journey as a character from where we met him last season to where this episode ended i think we got taken on a little bit of a ride we it's nothing surprising. It's nothing that you wouldn't assume about someone in his position, but it was also enlightening and eye-opening to hear someone in the Star Wars universe say it out loud and in our face on a television show, not in a book, not in a comic. They yeah. literally managed to shit talk both sides. And he, I think at one point, if I'm probably butchering this, but he says, you know, there will always be... There are always like rulers and there's always followers and it really doesn't yep. matter who who's in control. Someone's always going to rule something. Right. Which I believe is yep. the majority of Star Wars fans agree with that statement that, you know, whether it's the Empire or the Republic, there's a bunch of people caught in the middle that are in a shitty situation somewhere mm -hmm. in the galaxy. And and uh, well, we like expose that for the first time on on uh, television or film, in my opinion. Yeah, they did a really good job of of showing that as they're going through the street of the mining colony 
and they're just like they don't give a shit like they're just they're they're being they're being oppressed like they don't care who it is like it still sucks for them regardless uh that was that was rough um it, it he he's an interesting character and i wouldn't be surprised if if he shows up in other mediums now that we know all of this other stuff is coming because he is one of the first people again on i'm talking about on film or or tv whatever that visual world he's one of the first people that i've noticed that really gives it to both sides and doesn't doesn't pledge himself one way or another and thinks both sides are messed up and i like that i yeah, like that because yeah, that's not common in star wars it's right. always empire versus republic it's very, Sith versus very jedi polarized. Yeah. And we all enjoy a good gray Jedi or neutral force user. Those seem to be mm-hmm. the most popular. So maybe Mayfeld as a secondary character to a lot of the new content that's coming is being set up to be that guy on a non-force role. He's just a regular-ass guy trying to make his way through the galaxy. His uh, response and the way he talked back to that officer about Operation Cinder was priceless because we joke all the time like oh i love the empire oh the empire did nothing wrong blah blah you know we all in in theory we all know the empire committed terrible atrocities uh if you especially if you read the books and whatnot and operation center is horrible what they did that was basically well that i mean well you explain it to the because a lot of people don't know what that is yeah so operation cinder was operation cinder was the emperor's last ditch effort to sow in seeds of chaos into the galaxy to help to help neutral or to not neutralize but to help disrupt any type of government formation that would happen after his his death and so what happened was around specific key imperial planets, there were these, there were essentially these satellites that would completely mess up the atmosphere and would cause these insane like hurricanes and tornadoes and drought and, and famine. And it was just like this, like this very, very quick turn and burn of just like, okay, these planets are going to be really important if they're taken over. So let's just mess it up. Let's just make it uninhabitable so that no one can use can use it killing imperials in the process that's killing the key. Lot, killing everything on the planet not just republic not just the natives killing imperials as well yep. uh the scorched earth mentality uh you that's know, all the, it was it was turn and burn yeah the the firing on your own men for the sake of you know strategic and tactical warfare yeah operation cinder is 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 a horrible horrible thing and yep. they Awesome that they mentioned it because it's definitely some of the deeper lore and secondary to that, that they went into detail and had someone who lived through it sit there and tell an Imperial officer like, no, you're wrong. Do you think the and families watch- of the thousands of people that died, you think they're okay with them? Yeah. That- so, so this, this officer, his name's Valen Hess. Um, so he's like introduced into Great the universe too, through, by the way. through this. Yeah. Th- uh, so he was in uh, the last, the last movie I remember seeing him in was uh, in uh, Batman. He he plays the guy who kills Bruce's parents, um, but yeah. So he does a really good job of just like really like just being this douchey, like you know everything is for the greater good of the empire. Like you know sucks that they died, but you know it is what it is. It was for it was to better us as a whole, and like just like his that just that smirk and just like that I don't care that you lost all your friends and it was just it was so dark. He also and didn't as as, have a. As soon accent. as he did that, I knew Mayfield was just gonna shoot him. I was like, "He's gonna die. This guy's dead." 
he also didn't have a, a like a British accent, which is what most of the Imperial officers have. So that yeah. also threw me off a bit because for yeah. some reason, I got this. This is the vibe I got. This is not based on lore. This is not based on anything. That this guy is so sadistic and so into the Empire propaganda machine that he's not part of one of those Imperial worlds that would recruit. That's why they have the accent. That's the correlation between that. He's one of the ones from the core worlds or from the Republic worlds, but he's such a sadistic bastard that yeah. he's an Imperial officer. That's the yeah. vibe I got. Not based on anything, but the vibe of that conversation. Yeah. There's some really good screenshots that I'm, I'm looking at right now on Wikipedia, and there's just one of him smiling and raising a, a glass. I'm just like, oh my god, dude, you look so evil. <laughs> I, um, I, uh, so the pirate scene was fun, uh, Cool action with Mando. I laughed hysterically because he forgot he didn't have his Beskar on. Oh, dude, when he's getting like, he's just getting slapped around and the Imperial <laughs> armor is just shattering like it's made of porcelain. It was fantastic. <laughs> yeah, he forgot. Um, that was such a video game. Again, I know we compare it to video games, but I can't help but think at this point that that's the angle they took with this show. Mm-hmm. But the way it was like, keep driving, but don't go above the certain heat level, but you have to maintain it was, speed it was because speed. it's timed. No, that was it. Was speed? It the was bomb like, on don't the bus. Go, under, go under sixty <laughs> miles per hour. You're gonna blow up. <laughs> um, yeah, he did. You're right, uh, Bruins. Mando did prove that he is a badass without his Beskar on. So that was true. awesome. Very true. Um, it was so. Oh, f- did you also see that they drew Poe Dameron in the um, the concept art for the pirate scene? That it wasn't aliens. No. It's Poe and a bunch of humans. No, I didn't see that. Yeah, they That's said cool. it was it was just for fun. Um, to see if anyone noticed one of those scenarios. So if you go back and look at the concept art, it's Poe. That's cool. One of the pirates. Um, but uh, so their conversation in the truck is great. Uh, when they get to also, by the way, for full clarity, I'm totally over Boba. Boba's there. He's a part of the story. I'm done with my complaining and my yelling. I know I didn't change my sign. I'll change it next week. But Boba's Boba's a part. We're we're. He's there. There's nothing we can do. I, Tim, do you feel the same way at this point? And uh, he's going to yes. be in more shit. <laughs> yes. So it. it's either sit here and try and convince you why I'm right from my mother's basement for the next five years or just accept it and move on and understand that Boba's part of the story. My favorite thing that we found out this week, and this is completely unrelated, but I have to say it before I forget, is that Tamira Morrison was apparently cast in Obi-Wan, not as Boba Fett. That means he's going to be a clone. I know, but this is... Who that, means, that means Which that he's going to be... He's going to be a clone. I think if it was Cody, that'd be awesome. Talk about like future proofing your acting for that. Like you could oh, be right? one of like 20 people in the Star Wars universe. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> So, no, that guy is that he is golden. Yeah, so uh that news was pretty awesome. Again, that's a rumor not confirmed by Disney. We will talk about everything confirmed by Disney uh the second half of the show. Um but Boba's being there, um Fennec is there. I think we saw Fennec too in the Bad Batch trailer, which threw me for a loop. I was not sure. Uh but I could have sworn I saw Fennec there too. Fennec's there, whatever. This is the crew for this season. Cool. Uh, I think, again, Boba's being introduced for the, the broader world. We'll learn more about Boba's journey from post-Sarlacc, pre-Sarlacc. He's a part of it. Whether you like it or not, oh, fucking deal with it. So, I mean, are, do, are, are we, do we want to like talk about how his armor became all shiny and new? We can. 
I saw. What I read fuck, a bunch Kevin? of stuff. <laughs> I was so pissed when I saw his armor. I'm like, what are you doing? Appar it's all it's all shiny and pretty, and, and, and it got a new paint job. Apparently, the head dent too is, according to Filoni from uh, 2017, said the head dentist from Co um, not Cobb Banth. Um, what's his name? The other Cobb from Clone Wars. Oh, oh, Cowboy uh, Duros uh, guy. Uh, uh, Cobb Vane. Yes. Right. Cod Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. Thank you. Cad Bane. Cad Bane. I was. I'm gonna get there. The dent is from a shot from Cad Bane on the helmet. When did Cad Bane shoot Boba in the head? He said it. Dave said it hasn't appeared on the screen yet. Oh, but the shot on the helmet is from Cad Bane. Here's the, the glaring issue with that con because that he said that in 2017. Yeah. If the shot from Cad Bane dented the Beskar helmet, how the hell does Din's armor look the way it does okay, so after everything we've well, been through? Well, maybe he doesn't shoot him with the laser. Maybe he shoots him with something else. That's all I can think of. That's but, the only thing I can think of. It was not from a blaster bolt. But it's the from message, something else. The message boards were on fire with the, this is an inconsistency that I found. Yeah, I I didn't I didn't like him coming out with the new paint job. I th it was just it was kind of shocking. He's like Boba Fett armor is always like that worn down, like rough look. You know, he's kind of like just like beaten up. Um, so it was like honestly, like I understand, like it's it it's a new take on the care. Like I want to say new take, but it's a, a new chapter for the character. Uh, but that was a little jarring. Of like they didn't even talk about it. There was a there was no hint that he was going to do this action. Um, like there was no dialogue between him and, and Din, uh, at all about him doing any type of work to his armor. So it was like him just coming out of slave one and you're just like, look at me, I'm all pretty and new. I'm just like, okay, this is weird. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was weird. I know you're going to be mad about that too. When I saw that. Well, I'm not mad. I just saw it and I was just like, I I'm just, know. I'm just over it at this point. It is what it is. It's part of the, the, the fabric of the story. Yeah. There's no, and that's how you enjoy Star Wars, in my opinion, because not everything's not all the cards are always going to fall your way. And when they don't just grip it, rip it and bite it and deal with it. Um, yeah. So totally fine at this point with them being in on it. Uh, the thing he did with his ship at the end was pretty cool. I have no idea what that was that destroyed the time. That was a uh, that was a um, uh, hold on. I'm going to think it was a seismic bomb. Ah. So those so so we see the seismic bombs in a couple places. You see it in uh Clone Wars uh or in episode 2 um when they're going through the asteroid field after Kamino when he's trying to chase off Obi-Wan. Oh yeah. And he puts the he puts the he puts the the seismic bombs in the um asteroids and then yeah, also yeah, in yeah, battle yeah. and also in that Battlefront that was one of his that was one of his abilities too is that you're as you're dogfighting you pop out a seismic bomb. And they blow up behind you and just kill everything within a certain radius. So they're really neat. And they make it, they, we call them the dubstep bombs. Uh, because you could also, there was also a seismic grenade that you could throw in battle in Battlefront as well. So that I remember. I never did the dogfighting. I didn't like it. It was just like a very unique sound. It was very cool. Um, I loved that uh, we got to see how nasty Mayfeld is with a sniper rifle too. Yeah, I mean, like him, him doing that was like from really far away, and hitting the Rhydonium was was really cool. Also, I was, I, I did confirm. Um, I had to go back and read it, but Rhydonium, we have, we have seen this a couple times, and it is in um the first Thrawn book as well. But uh, the Rhydonium, for those that don't know, is a extremely volatile 
um, material that is used for starship fuel. And so they harvest it and then they uh, refine it and then they ship it off. And so it's been in a couple episodes of Clone Wars. Uh, it was it was a big it was a big uh, part to uh, Thrawn Book One. If you remember, Thrawn is trying to catch the the people who are stealing Rhydonium from Imperial um, frigates. So I just uh, want to make sure people knew. What was the name of the planet? More, um, um, uh, Morvac. Uh, more. No. Hold on, I'm gonna remember it. Uh. Morak? Morak. M-O-R-A-K. I think make sure I got the spelling correct. Is it a new one? I didn't look that up actually, and I just realized I did not look I that will, up. Normally I, I will look it up for you, Kevin. Um uh, Morak Imperial Remnant. Uh it is it looks to be new. this was the first time that it was ever shown. Uh yeah, also chat, if you didn't know, Morak is also um in Jurassic Park. It is one of the uh <laughs> it's one of the points of interest in Jurassic Park, if you were wondering. Apparently it's in the Marvel universe too. Dude, I, yeah, it almost looks like Wakanda. Oh my gosh, Valen Hess's uh, <laughs> Wikipedia picture is it's really good. Is disturbing. Yeah, I told you one of the pictures is yeah. So go down to the bottom where he where he's holding the cup. Yeah, he's cheering. That one's even worse. I don't know. That top one's pretty bad. But yeah, uh, Morak is uh, is a, is a new one for us. What I, I really what I really really liked about as they were like going into the refinery was as the. The stormtroopers started fighting the pirates and just seeing all the different stormtroopers that were there. That was really cool. This was a, this was a very Imperial heavy episode, which was fun for me. Like this, the the TIE fighters doing the strafing runs. So when they, uh, that was really cool. When they roll in, in the, in the truck after the pirates, it was so weird to see all the stormtroopers like cheering them on. Saluting and like, yeah, like you felt like you were a part of like the, the, you were felt like you were an imp as well. You're like, ah, this is awesome. They made it across the bridge. Everyone's celebrating. That is the one thing that I still absolutely want and that we were promised for Battlefront 2 and they lied is I want to see the story of Star Wars told through the eyes of the, the empire. I want to see it from a stormtrooper's point of view or from a ISB agent's point of view or from a MOF's point of view or from a, a Grand Admiral's point of view. Someone's point of view. Give me a fun protagonist within an antagonist story. Um, give me their point of view of what it's like to be in the Empire because it's like it's not it's not a good one. <laughs> and I want to see it. I want to see what it looks like. Like how do they portray the rebels and like that this fought and the, how they fight them and the the uh, the struggle of like trying to like keep your humanity intact but also know that you're doing this for the greater good of the empire but like you're being sent to some backwater planet in the outer rim and you're 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 kicking them out of their homes and harvesting their materials like how does that look from the imperial side we uh, that's what I want we get a quick glimpse of it in solo kind of yeah. You, you do, but it's like, I want I want a good story. Trooper, you know? your empire needs you. Yeah. I just I mean, watched Give me some, some good old imperial propaganda. Yeah, I just watched it last week. We could have that in Acolyte. Yeah, yeah, so I want to talk about that. No, that, Acolyte's that more, High but, Republic. Um, there is no empire. Well, no, but yeah, like, we don't know. Like, I think they meant from like an antagonist point of view, like seeing seeing yeah. the world through. through we'll talk about that, eyes. but yeah, there's yeah, we'll no. We'll talk about that later, but. It, there's no empire in that. Um, yeah. I know what they meant. Uh, so... Yeah, they roll in. Uh, once they start discussing who's going to go to the machine to get scanned mm -hmm. is when my butt starts to clench. 
Because now I'm getting um, nervous because they're in there too long, and I'm starting to get uneasy. Yeah. Like, okay. It was like, you do it. No, you do it. No, you fucking. Yeah, and and that is also the point where you realize Din's gonna take his helmet off because it's the only way, and he will do anything for Grogu at this point. Uh, yeah. Including taking his helmet off. Um, somebody asked uh, on on uh, Slido about the why did you know why did Din get scanned in that it's because if you had a record in the imperial database it would trigger the record whether it was a service record or a criminal record whatever it may be you needed to basically be clean to get in there which i think is a terrible well so so it's weird so they do a facial scan to see if you have any past history right mm -hmm. but then you but then there's like there's no bio scanner with it it's like as long as you have the data stick and pop it in there and you have a clean record then you're able to access whatever the hell you want so here's 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 my crummy explanation is that I the think empire that's a terrible security system the empire stretched so thin at this point that like as long as you're clean you can have access to the imperial records because they're trying to get as many soldiers as they can into the fight because they don't have clones anymore and they can't waste them that was the best i could do sorry i don't like it i tried to no, i tried bad. I don't like it no. either, but that's the best I can. No, do. I don't like that. That's a terrible excuse. But that is the security system. That's 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 crappy. <laughs> anyone could steal that stick, and is and anyone could. I mean, they could change their face. By you've the got, way, you got people. You got people that can morph their the look of their face and become whoever they want. Like that's a terrible system. By the way, the rare job uh, security system is very similar to. Ah, so all you need is a code cylinder and a clean record, and you're good. Yeah, you can access all of our information. It's pretty it. simple. I know you wanted like encryption and stuff like that. I've, I've been asking on. for encryption for a while. Yeah. But, okay. uh, uh, yeah, we basically just nice, good. Leave it's it good wide open, and as long as you don't have a criminal record or uh, you're you know, you're you're welcome to all of our secrets. Great. You're on, on that GPX <laughs> no fly list. Then. <laughs> um. Uh. Yeah, again, it falls apart, too, because he easily was able to find the location of one of the highest-ranking officials in the Imperial Army. Yeah, and just, like, <laughs> so quickly. Like, they just they just give it to him. Um, I guess, too, the other idea is that those terminals are probably hard to get to and well-protected. It's in a freaking cafeteria! But in an Imperial base. In the cafeteria, where anyone... Okay, so anyone the, the, from the grease monkey who's working on the on the carriers to the it, to the, the the commanding officers, any like that's okay. When what level? And what what first world uh, military power does that does that happen? At what point is a grunt going to have the same level of access to a computer that a five star general would? Hmm. I don't have an answer for you. I gave yeah, you the best I could. I gave you my, my that's swing. That's my question. Bit. Yeah, there's not even a two-step verification. They don't have two FA on there. A little authy action. <sighs> Anyways, well, they did say officer mess hall. Uh, but I mean, like it's right off. It's right off the chute from where the trucks come in. Anyone could walk through there, and they weren't stopped, and they were wearing just normal armor. Only one person thought it was weird out of the entire mess hall. Smart man in the room. He's also the crazy sadistic one. <laughs> Irony? Um, I think not. No. <laughs> but yeah. So I, I I thought it was I thought it was fun that he he didn't know. Yeah. So this was the other thing that I thought was really funny. So so he gets through. Like, what was he thinking? Like, if I was to be stopped, don't you think you'd want to try to fabricate some type of lie? He doesn't know how to lie. 
I think he's just so used to his way of just like, I go in, I get my bounty and I get out. When he was interrogated, of like, what's your, what's your, what's your TK number? <laughs> like, he's like, uh, 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 uh. It's like, oh, they're screwed. They're screwed. He probably doesn't know how to talk to people with his helmet off, Tim. Yeah, no, I, I mean, like, I, I, I mean, props to him for just taking it off. And, and, and props to Mayfield for, like, not, like, rubbing it in his face or, like, holding it over his head. Like, I know what you look like. I know who you are underneath that mask. Like. Like, you like never little, took off the your little mask bit of time. I never saw your face. That's what he yeah, said. Yeah, that little bit of time, the little bit of time that they were together, um, it definitely made, it definitely humanized both of those characters more. Um, it made them vulnerable. It made them, like, you can kind of connect with them to a certain degree. And I, I, I liked that. I thought that was cool. Like, getting to, like, you know, pull away those layers a little bit and seeing Mando, like, crack under pressure. Like, in that, and we're not, we're not used to that. We're not used to seeing a hero get brought down to a low. Uh, and they've always done a really good job with that with Mando is like taking this guy who's supposed to be this badass and kind of like bringing him down a couple notches. And at this point, like it wasn't an action scene. It was full on just dialogue. And he was vulnerable because he took his helmet off. He didn't have his armor. He didn't have his gun. He didn't have Grogu with him. He didn't have his team with him. It was just him and this, and this commanding officer. And he had to try to figure his way out and he couldn't do it. And I, and I thought that was cool. It Mayfeld is is obviously the hero of the, from the post getting the information for the rest of the the show. On this was this was his episode, a hundred percent. It he, was it, this was Bill Burr's episode. He made up the story about some what do you say the ever since the air pressure issue on whatever. Oh planet, yeah, he couldn't hear anymore, so he- <laughs> which was amazing. Uh, yeah, and then he accepted the invitation, and then your butts clenched at that point. But that conversation is so uncomfortable in an incredible and amazing way. Yep. Because even, even Din at one point is looking at him like, not now we're supposed to be trying to get out of here. And you're smart mouthing <laughs> an Imperial officer in an yep. Imperial base that we mm-hmm. snuck at into. At that point, that's, that's when I knew he was going to get shot when he was just like, Oh, hundred percent. He, he, he looks so just perturbed with, with the officer, you know, Mayfeld did. He just looked so who he served upset. under. He said yeah, he, served, he under served under, him. he served under him and he knew that the guy had no remorse at all. And we kind of like slunked back a little bit. I was like, Oh, he's going to get shot. Like it was, it was great. It was perfect. You could feel the tension building in the room the entire time during that conversation is as the conversation went on longer and longer, the more tense they got. Did you all see, uh, if you listen to Mando Minute, I mentioned Bill Burr's accent and I made a, a joke about oh, his... To anyone who is from the greater Boston area, horrible, sorry. I said, what what planet does the, uh, I guess the horrible, I think I said, or Boston, said accent, Boston or, accent originate from. from? I'm from New York. Of course I'm going to say a Boston accent is horrible. And someone on Twitter got very mad at me. Very Oof, mad. If, if that person's watching right now, dicks. How dare I fucking say that, Tim? How dare I fucking say that? Go put your khakis in your khakis and then get out of here. I can't find my khakis. Last time I saw them, they were in my khakis, and I was wearing my khakis, and I put the khakis in my pocket. It's <laughs> terrible. It's okay. Uh, <laughs> Cancel. <laughs> Slave one has smacked. I'm from back. New York. There's two. There's three cities in the Northeast. <laughs> that nobody can stand each other if you're from one of the other cities. Philadelphia, New York, and Boston. We have a friendly, loving rivalry that sometimes gets violent, but I never partook in the violence. I took my four-year-old daughter to a Mets game once in Philadelphia, wore my Mets shirt, and these three guys behind me kept calling me a... <laughs> 
Ah. Did you get that nice. one? That was a No, that was a good it was a good beep. You did you did well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I'll say it one more time so everyone gets it. A Ah, got it. In front of a four-year-old! Yikes. So it's all good. But to the person that got upset that uh, we made fun of the Boston accent and Bill Burr, I think Bill Burr can handle it. <laughs> so thanks for tagging him and letting him know about the episode. <laughs> of all people that can handle it, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm pretty sure Bill Burr's yep. top of that list. Um, but um, That was oh, pretty much something else. Not thinking about Slave 1. Um, we got, we've, I've, I, I just realized we got to see a more in-depth look into the cockpit and to the underbelly of Slave One. And I just want to say it was really cool because you could see like as they were sitting in a normal seating position, you could see Slave One rotating around them, keeping them in the upright position. That was awesome. And I just, I just wanted to say that look, just the little bit of detail and they've always done a really good job with this. Just the little details of just seeing like moving things like that. And for those who understand like how Slave One works, you would totally understand like what was going on. It was it was going into its normal flight position, coming out of its normal sitting position. So I just I thought that was really neat. It's just like it like showing that the the the, the holding area is gyroscopic to, to keep. And of course, like that would make sense. And like all the crazy like maneuvers and stuff that it does, you want to keep your hold like whatever's you're holding, you know, up still. I that that, was cool. that I appreciated that because for years I have hated the way. Slave one moved. I assumed that it was operated. In well, a it never manner. made sense. It but never made it. sense, like to get in like a rocket ship, and like that looks really uncomfortable. Like that seems like a really awkward way to get into the thing. Um, like, so slave one to me has always been a weird ship, but it's always been cool because you never really get to see it. It's very, very. It has really, really small parts in uh, in Star Wars until we start seeing like more into like the animated series, and then now in in Mando cool yeah it's pretty much the whole episode and then, the episode. and then and then of course i forgot to I, I i didn't watch the recap so it wasn't fresh in my mind but the threat from mando to moff gideon uh that he gets at the end of the episode is is the mirror of the threat that gideon gives to mando in the first season so for yes. those of you that caught the my mistake in mando minute thank Mine you too. very much uh, appreciate you guys catching me on that one because I didn't watch the recap and just that episode was not fresh in my mind. So thank you for keeping me accountable. Right. Me too. I also appreciate you, but I'm not apologizing. Um, oh, okay. I, re I refuse. Sure. They won't apologize to me. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, do you want to talk about all the other Star Wars stuff, Kevin? Well, let's talk about next week before we jump into all that. Right. What are we expecting in the season finale? Um, well, we ain't going to Mandalore. That's for damn sure. I, I don't see us going to Mandalore. We, we have, we have Moff Gideon's ship. Uh, we, we have, we, we lost Mayfeld, but we've got Cara Dune. And so I, I, so in my mind, because we're going up against Moff Gideon, he has the dark saber. I would, I would, I really think we'll see Bo-Katan come back. To help fight Moff Gideon to reclaim the dark saber, I but I could be really wrong. Um, but that is in my mind that is what will happen next is that uh, Bo will show up with Mando to so take the, on Moff Gideon. The one hint there that now I like the idea of Bo showing up, but that could also be a season three thing. Sasha Banks said she only filmed that one episode. Interesting. So that would mean Bo would be coming without. 
So that sure. Me, well, that's, that's an easy, but that's here. an easy story to tell. You just be like, she went off to go to do something else, but I'm here. Yeah, no, it's definitely possible, hundred percent. Yeah. Um, Ahsoka, we both agree, probably won't show up at the end of this episode. No, I think Ahsoka, ah- Ahsoka is doing her own thing right now. She is looking for Thrawn, which we will learn more about in the Ahsoka series, which we'll talk about in a little while. Um, so my guess is they assault the ship with the crew they currently have, maybe Bo-Katan. Um, they'll probably go get grief. Uh, maybe our, our alien friend whose name I constantly forget. The blue guy. Um, oh, I know you're talking about. Yeah. Mithril. The the, Mithril. Uh, the gills. Mithril. Sure. Mithril. Is, wait, is that Lord of the Rings? Am I confusing uh, my Mith- Mithril sounds Lord of the Rings, but... Chat, check me right now. I feel like I'm crossing the nerd streams here. Um, so <laughs> I think they fail in their assault on the ship. I think Moff Gideon gets away with the child. I'm loving this idea that Chad is throwing out about Camino being involved. I what? think that would be awesome. Interesting. But I think the final episode will take place on Moff Gideon's ship. It will show us that the dark troopers are made of Beskar mm, uh, and okay. give us our first inkling that it's going to take something else to kill them. Possibly the spear will be mm. what starts taking out dark troopers. You think Beskar versus Beskar? Uh, I would say that the only thing, yeah, that will be able to take out the dark troopers is the dark saber and the spear. I would assume the dark saber abides by the same lightsaber properties that any other lightsaber would be bound to. So I would say no. So the lightsaber apparently over time can cut through Beskar is what I read. So you can weaken it with lightsaber energy. Yeah, but I would assume that would be like what Qui-Gon did to like what Qui-Gon does to like the blaster doors. Yeah, exactly. In episode one where he's like just like sitting there and just like melting it. Like, okay, sure. Like a lightsaber over time on something. Sure. But, like in combat, like they were like bouncing off each other, like watching Ahsoka fight Mando and he's literally just bouncing off with his gauntlets. Like that makes me feel like a lightsaber versus Beskar in a combat scenario like that wouldn't do enough damage. So that's why I feel like the, the dark saber is going to be, like it's going to be dark saber versus uh, with Moff Gideon versus Mando with the Beskar spear. That is what I see happening. We know that the dark saber is a lightsaber. There's just no other lightsaber in play, which is why I specifically referenced the dark saber because the only other lightsaber that could be in play is if it would be Ahsoka it would be Ahsoka. It would be Ahsoka. Yeah, I just, there's I no other lightsaber I, involved here. Right. Sure. I just I feel like a I think Beskar versus Beskar makes more sense. True. Yep. Mithril is his name, not Mithril. I was off by one letter. Ah, You're fired, dude. Damn. Take my nerd card. I I got it. Um, So, yeah, I think they fail, and we are left with the new quest of chasing them. They have to do something to the level of introducing the Darksaber into the show. No, Vibronium, no! They they need to do something (laughs) to hook us. Did you read that? No. Uh, they need to, they need to do something to hook us to make us want to come back for season three because currently I'm just like I'm not seeing I don't I don't I'm afraid for what episode eight's gonna do and I'm afraid it's gonna be a letdown as far as like what I'm at, what like what I'm hoping for like I feel like this is gonna be like that awkward phase in between season one and like season four of Game of Thrones 
where it was like two and three were really like it felt like chores to watch and like i feel like that's how season two is going to end chad is undefeated tonight vibronium said what, what if boba comes out and reveals he's a jedi too what it's a joke. shut up it's a joke shut up uh bronx bulldog said the spear is pure best car and we know oberon can handle a spear really well oh, <laughs> oh. <laughs> and then get his face crushed like a blueberry oh uh, you raped her and then ben, murdered her ben on uh facebook said but can best car punch your mithril <laughs> that is actually a good question could Beskar puncture through Mithril? Uh, this is this 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 is this now now it's gonna be the can adamantium beat vibranium. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> All right, let's talk new stuff. Yes, 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 yes. So there's a ton of uh, High Republic stuff coming next next year, starting with books in, in a few weeks. In a few weeks. I'm so excited, Kevin. In a few weeks, we as a collective group chat get to explore an entirely unexplored era of Star Wars that never, ever, 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 ever has been explored. Meaning, meaning, the basement Kevin dwellers. Is so behind. The basement dwellers cannot come out and be like, listen, this is not how it happened according to the appendix C of the book uh, back written in 1989. Uh, in the. It is a completely bit. new, unexplored. Now, you can hate it all you want, and that's totally fine. I hate that bit. But you can't compare it to jack shit, and I love that. Uh. <laughs> I'm so happy. There is absolutely nothing to compare it to. Speaking of books, uh, I am currently g going through Dr. Afra, and it's. And you're enjoying really, the hell out of it. Really good. Uh, She's I, fun. I'm halfway through, or about a quarter of the way through, uh, the second Aftermath book. Which is nice. already much better than the first one. The first one's kind of. I told of, you, the first one is all store is all eh, character development. Eh, it's a lot of character development in the first one. Uh, I Second, like the little the third group, one's my favorite. I like the little group they formed. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who's the Who's the killer uh, B one battle droid? Mister Bones. <laughs> Roger, 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 Roger. Murder I incoming. Mister Bones. He's yeah, Mister Bones. Jazz Temin. What's Doctor Doctor Afra. Dr. Afra has a protocol droid, a killer protocol droid, so, and a killer uh, astromech. So it's literally having the inverse of C3PO and R2D2. It is hilarious. The uh, the protocol droid is called Triple Zero, and the and the uh, astromech. I forgot the name of at the astromech, but they are fantastic. Um. So very excited for High Republic book. Tons of new books coming for High Republic. Uh, and then Disney and the Investor Call, not just Star Wars too. Holy shit! Dude, they run they, the they just they let it all go. <laughs> they were wild. like, "Hey, if you weren't excited about stuff we're doing, here's a bunch of stuff we're doing." Dude, it was everything from Disney to National Geographic. And Buzz Lightyear is getting his own like television show. I know he's a, getting he's getting a, a prequel. He's getting a prequel as a character. It's not even it's it's not. Book club yeah, podcast? it's gonna be you no. Know, it's gonna be the guy who inspired the toy. It's so cool. Yeah, yeah Tim, very very. Tim cool. and I plan on reading some of the books and saying, "Hey, we're gonna go over chapters one through six, you know, this Monday." So we hope you read along with us because you know, since there's not gonna be any TV shows for a little bit, something, something like that, or maybe we'll do like a little little audio segment or something called like the start, like the something, something book club or something. We'll figure it out. The Getting High Republic, and Tim and I will now. Oh. Okay, I'm on board. <laughs> <laughs>
Tim's in. <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, so, um, we, uh, yeah, Marvel's getting so much stuff that we knew about with Marvel, but just uh, uh, confirmation. But Star Wars was just, I don't think this much Star Wars stuff has been announced at the same time. Ever. No, this is no. I can't even think of a celebration where they announce this much stuff. So hit us with the first one, Kevin. Uh, so the Rogue Squadron is getting a movie in twenty twenty three. So I wonder. Okay, so since we already have the game Rogue Squadron, do you think it's going to be a build off of She's, that story? She said it's not. It's going to be. It's an. It's an Damn original it. story. Oh man, I want to know more about that. That 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 the super weapons and stuff they were building was so interesting. I am excited because this is the same director that's doing Wonder Woman 1984. Ooh, Patty Jenkins is her name. Um, her dad apparently was an Air Force pilot too. Yes. Uh, so I am expecting this to literally be Top Gun Star Wars. No, that's exactly yeah, that's like that's the way they made it sound. That is what I'm, that's the vibe I am. The greatest fighter pilot movie ever is the quote from Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. Um, story will introduce a new generation of starfighter pilots as they earn their wings and risk their lives in a boundary pushing high speed thrill ride and move the saga into the future era of the galaxy. I think this is going to be Wedge teaching a whole new group of pilots. Oh. Which is why Wedge was in Rise of Skywalker. Oh, that's oh, that's interesting. <laughs> huh. Okay, Kevin. <laughs> Wedge, interesting. Wedge, yeah, Wedge is not going to be one of the pilots. He will be. Uh, yeah, Robert's he'll right. Like, he'll, he will. He will end instructor up being the instructor and like we have in Matt, like in Top Gun. What's the old? Yeah, what's the old guy's name in Top Gun? I can't remember. I can. Uh, I can see his freaking. You know what I'm talking uh, about. It, it, was his call sign Viper? Call sign was Viper. Viper, yes. That much. Yeah. That will be Wedge in this. Tom Skerritt. Thank you, chat. As you know, Tim and I are bad with names. I don't, um, you give me a face, dude. I'm terrible with names. So, uh, this is great. This was great news, in my opinion. I'm excited to see what they do with this. Uh, I think they picked the right person in Patty Jenkins to helmet. I'll let, I'll, I will echo that sentiment after I watch Wonder Woman 1984 uh, in like a week and a half. It looks good. The first Wonder Woman's fantastic. It's fun. It was. I love the first Wonder Woman movie. You also are a, more of a DC fan, so. Not anymore. Well, that's fair. I'm like almost done with MCU, and I've been converted now. After playing Spider Man, it's been a thing. And no, I'm still not done with it because Hunter takes his sweet ass time thwipping through the damn city. He's like, <laughs> can I have the controller and thwip. I'm like, can we play the story? No, I just want to go around and thwip. And then the second it's a crime in progress, he goes, Dad, Dad, take the controller. Take, you got to fight them. You got to fight them. Um, Pass. So, yeah, I think great choice. I think it'll be good. Uh, and I think that was why they brought Wedge back for Rise of Skywalker. Makes sense. Let's introduce that idea. Um, they confirmed that Taika Waititi is working on a Star Wars movie. No we title. already knew that. We already talked about that one. But it was confirmation from them that it is yep. actually happening. Him having his own thing is smart. Yep, because the man's a genius. It, he is He is going to be one of the greatest directors of our time. I have a feeling Taika is working on the Old Republic stuff. Because oh. if you're going <laughs> to hand it. it to someone, you're going to hand it to someone that everyone can't get mad at. True. 
Taika is also on the list of people that we want to get on Star Wars and Scotch within the next half a decade. Tim is rolling his eyes at me right now. I don't have to be looking at him to know that. Uh, remember this moment when Tyke is sitting on the podcast next to us or when we're at Celebration and he's sitting between us on a couch or something and we're all drinking scotch laughing. Um, so, uh, and yeah. then you guys can have the sign, I was there. Yep. And okay. then, then we'll get to work on the next movie with him. Um, he laughs. You heard him, right? You were you were here, chat. Facebook, Twitch. Whatever. whatever. Twitter. In- continue. Trovo. You were Trovo. all here. <laughs> <laughs> What's the other one? D Live. D Live. What's up, D Live? You were all here. Um. So the Taika Waititi one. No mention of Rian Johnson's trilogy. So we don't know one way or another if that's on the table, off the table. We know nothing. Uh, no yeah. mention of Kevin Feige's Star Wars movie. Hmm. Uh, in fact, no mention of any other Star Wars movies besides those two. But I'm, we, we've talked about this multiple times, Kevin. We've said that the Disney Plus show, the weekly release show model works. Oh, we're about it'll to find lot, out how well it works. <laughs> and Kevin, tell us how well it works. Well, obviously, Mandalorian's been confirmed for season three. Duh. We knew season three. And we know season four. They just, season four. They just yeah. don't want to say it. Uh, the rumor is up to season five is is uh, is, you know, and season five could be the end of the show. Um, or it could be the start of another Mandalorian's like another Mandalorian story or Grogu because a Padawan's Man- journey because Mandalorian could be could be anybody. Uh, obviously, we know about the Obi-Wan series. Uh, yes. Very exciting. As I said earlier, Tamir Morrison is rumored to be playing not Boba Fett in the Obi-Wan show. Um, and Hayden Christensen is going to be Darth Vader. Four, and I will quote Kathleen Kennedy on this one. You can all hate her as much as you want, but I'm going to quote her because I feel like a bunch of us got rock hard when she said this. Oh, yeah. Say it, Kevin. I know what you're going to say. For the lightsaber rematch of the century. So you Dude. all remember that Dude. fan film. The fan film. Where they oh. reimagine the way Obi Wan and Vader would have fought if the movie was made thirty oh. years later. Oh. I have a feeling that someone at Disney so good. Someone at Disney saw that and they were like, "We could do that. What if we we can make that happen? We did that." But okay, so on the Obi Wan show. But, okay, but that they have to be they have to tread very 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 lightly with that with a a Obi Wan and Darth Vader rematch. And I, this is the reason. Episode four, Vader and Obi-Wan meet up. Vader's, Vader senses Obi-Wan's presence for the first time since episode three. So we thought, and he says, I haven't felt, I haven't felt this in a, I haven't felt a very this, long this presence time. in a very long time. He doesn't specify uh, he also, how long. Right, exactly. And then my other point, when they actually go up against each other, he then he like he signifies and says, "Last time we met, oh, last time no. we were together, I was you were the master, you were the master, and I was the apprentice." Okay, two two things on that. Snowman's right. Vader doesn't finish his sentence; he just turns and, and walks away. Since and then he turns. Obi Wan is the one that says he hasn't heard that name in a long time. Vader okay. says he says I haven't felt that presence since, and then he turns. Sure. He never okay, finishes then, the sentence. But then, but then all okay, then what about the fight when they're on when they're on the 
It's the delineation between the death of Anakin and the birth of Darth Vader. Right, but he but he but he also says like the last time we met, you were the master and I was the apprentice. Now I am the master. Like it just it like that feels awkward to like to like like you you the, it's a very like definite like in my head it's a very definite statement that we haven't fought since you kicked my ass on Mustafar. And then now we know that there is another point in time between episode three and episode four that they've met up. And so I'm getting like, it's like they want to continue doing really cool shit when we have all of these weird things to try to answer for with the beginning of the Star Wars universe in episode four. Like Obi-Wan being really old. <laughs> and like, and they're like, oh, it's because tattooing really messes with his aging. I'm like, oh, that's kind of cheap. So... It'll it'll be it'll be interesting. It'll be it'll be very interesting to see like how how like they they introduce yeah, this that's... new event and then and then they try to then link it into episode four. Vader's technically still an apprentice too. He's still, well, he's apprentice to the emperor. Mm-hmm. So couple of, couple of things that are weird. It'll be interesting. It will be. I also think that at some point, Hayden- I just, I just, I want to, I want to, I want to be clear, just so people know, I'm not shitting on it. I just, I, I, what for me, I want any like in, with the storytelling, I want it to be perfect. I, I want it to make sense. I also that, that is that is the only thing that I have concerns with. I also agree with with Chad. This is Hayden's chance. This is his redemption. Oh, this is most definitely his redemption moment, which leads me to believe Tim that at some point during that fight, his helmet's getting knocked off. Uh, knocked off or broken? Broken. Uh, I would like, say broken, like, when, like it is in 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 Rebels. Yeah, because you're when, gonna when, have to know it's Hayden for anyone to give a shit. Yeah, like him being behind the mask and him being in the suit. Like, okay, but like, I think for him it'll end up a scenes where he because like Vader, red eyes Vader, moment of weakness. Vader always doesn't have to be in his suit. This like there are moments where he's out of his suit because it needs to be cleaned. And he needs to be cleaned and all that stuff. So, like, those types of scenes will make sense when he's out of it. And you're going to see the the decimation to his body and, the, and how deformed he is. And so, like, the, so those if, will be, like, really jarring moments. If the, fri- the fight is as, as brutal as they're making it sound and I think the it's helmet gonna... gets cracked and we see, like, part of his face with the red eye and maybe the similar, very similar to the way he fought Ahsoka on Malachor. It'll be Ahsoka versus Maul style action, I'm sure. Um. Oh, on uh, on Mandalore, that one. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um. James because Earl that Jones. was all mocap, so those are actually people like really fighting. So they'll probably have James Earl Jones do the voice, depending on how much work it is. He's very old. Keep that in mind. He's old. He sounded old in uh, Rogue One. Yeah, he was, him We were pushing Vader, it a little like, bit. Direct. Like, oh, and then variety. when he did when he did Mufasa for Lion King, you're like. Ah, this really was like almost 30 years ago for you, wasn't it? So, we'll see. Sorry, I'm, I'm getting caught up on chat as well. But um, what else? What other things we have announced, Kevin, for Disney Plus? Uh, well, since the here we go. Nope, that's not the right one. Uh, we got to see the first look at the Cassie and Andor series. Ah, okay, so I know that I was kind of shitting on the idea of Cassie and Andor becoming a show because I really had a hard time wrapping my head around a Star Wars story that's told about a character that we didn't really know anything about 
And the more and more I thought about it, like having a um, a James Bond or a um, just a, a secret agent in a Star Wars universe kind of show with like hints of Indiana Jones, like that sounds really cool. Like the more the more I chewed on it, the more I, the more I really like let it digest. I was like, no, this is something that I think would be a really cool Star Wars story because like that's the one thing that's really neat too is when it's a Star Wars story that is about someone that isn't involved in the direct line of the Skywalker saga. Like that's when like that's when the really cool stories are starting to like really shine, which I think has been super fun. So I, I think after seeing the behind the scenes and like some of like the renders. Uh, and just even just some of like the rough action scenes. It looks it looks cool. Looks fun. It's but def- is the story going to be compelling? It's another non force focused show, which I like. Yeah, uh, I don't like that it takes place again in the same era that we're like beating to death. But I get we're going back and filling. It in is all the, the most. It is the most visually established time period right now. Right. I'm looking for new content elsewhere, but I'm not going to say sure. no to and content. And that's where the books and period. that's where the books and the comics are going to establish. And then once they have, I think once they have like a generic oversight overview visually of what of like what the period looks like and like what the people were wearing, the vehicles that because we just started we just started getting renders of what ships in the High Republic are going to look like. And so as they start to really develop that, and once they get a really good idea i think then we're going to start seeing the shows start to pop up but that's going to take a couple of years uh the bad batch yes uh we knew it was coming we got to see the trailer it looks amazing uh it looks like tim and i were correct that it will be post order 66 because there's literally the emperor on a giant screen saying the, the words most- it is so propaganda-ish. It is like it is terrifying. I stick to the fact that the Bad Batch is not going to go along with Order sixty six. No, and no, join the I, Rebel I, you definitely get you get that vibe like throughout the trailer. So, uh, yeah, so Bad Batch looks great. Uh, it's great to see uh, what's his face. Uh, holy shit, what's his name? Other trooper, the one we rescued at the beginning of season eight, fives. No, Fives. Uh, Fives died in the other one. No, what's his name? Fives died. I know you're talking about. Anyways. Him. Uh, yes. So we get to see him. Part Echo, thank you. Echo. Uh, as part of the crew. So um, looking forward to that. It looks great. It's probably literally just going to pick up at the end of season seven of Clone Wars for the most part and keep the ball rolling. And I'm excited to see that. So, And Bad Batch looks the most ready out of anything we saw. So Bad Batch... Uh, it's 2021. We don't know the date, but I would say it's probably it'll be before spring. the summer. Yeah, spring. It'll be a spring. Too. It'll be a spring release for sure. Uh, Ahsoka is getting her own show. Uh, no surprise there. Tim and I were not surprised because <laughs> we said Rosario Dawson. You don't hire Rosario Dawson if you're not going to mm-hmm. use her in more things. Uh, I didn't think it'll it would be, be this soon. Honestly, that we'd find no, out if she was getting a show. Though I was, I was really surprised. But what's cool is I feel like now knowing that, so we are going to have. Three shows all within the same time period. So we're going to have Mando, Ahsoka, and then what is the third one, Kevin? There's man. Uh, there's 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 three shows that all take with take place within the Mando time. Rangers period. of the New Republic. So that one. So I feel like we're going to start getting a lot of crossovers between those shows. Mm-hmm. Just with, like MCU. We've already seen Ahsoka, and so now Ahsoka is going to go do her own thing. 
what's going to stop Din Djarin from showing up in there, or one of these rangers from the the New Republic going to show up and, Boba and be a part of Fennec. that? Yeah, I mean, like, they, so there's going to be like these really cool crossover moments. You know, it's like, oh man, I really miss Mando. Oh, Mando's here. He's he's here for the episode. This is fucking cool, neat. You know, I, I think that's that's really cool, and it's a really really smart thing, and it allows them to have a cadence too. It's like, okay, we've kind of exhausted Mando. Let's do this. Let's get a new story going. Um, so yeah, the Ahsoka timeline takes place, uh, or the timeline takes place with, during that with Ahsoka, which means Thrawn, which means Bo-Katan will probably be in the show, which means uh, I would guess we'll see a live-action Sabine and Ezra finally. Rahul uh, Kohli. Especially with, uh, Poor Rahul Kohli. Yeah, uh, like, I'm having fun jabbing with him online, but like people yeah. are being such dicks to him about it at this point now. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Even if he's not, he's just having fun with the internet. He's having God a good forbid. time. As he should. Yeah, God forbid you have fun on Twitter. I still want to get um, the job, though. Right? Yeah, dude. He would be an amazing live action Ezra. But for Ezra, for like the the rebel characters to show, or like you think they, for them to show up in Ahsoka would make the most sense um, uh, for, to, get the, to get the gang back together, I, I, I think. So, uh,. Ahsoka, he should he should come on the podcast. We have we have, we are trying. We have asked Rahul, well, not asked, but we have uh, tried to court Rahul Kohli and Sam Witwer to Just tweet at him, chat. You guys tell him. We can't tell them. Yeah, you guys do it. We look like thirsty, you know, <laughs> cloud chasers, boys who are trying to get in their pants. <gasps> so that's up to you, <laughs> not us. Uh, Range of the New Republic. Most likely Cara Dune's uh, story. Don't know if it's before or after. Probably after you because think it's she is. Cara? Oh, yeah. You don't think that's going to be Boba? It might be both of them. I, th- I, th- oh, do you think, you think Cara and Boba and, uh, and who's the other, and Fen- do you think they're like, they're going to make their own maybe, little, their maybe own Mayfeld gang? will be a part of it. Who the hell knows? I think so too. I think like getting a bunch of like these like rapscallions, these ruffians together and making this like, just awkward group of 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 like anti-heroes essentially like getting them all together i think that'd be fun uh so this one um has no release date uh so probably 2022 would be my guess uh maybe 2023 even um so uh yeah so that's next uh lando we heard the rumors. Now it has we, been. We knew there was rumors. I wasn't confirmed. surprised. Do we? We don't know who's casted as Lando, right? Oh, by the way, for um, Rangers of the uh, New Republic, um, Filoni and Favreau are the executive producers for that show as well. Oh crap! I forgot to mention that. <laughs> I feel like that's important. Um, that is super important. Yeah, okay. and Ahsoka, um, Dave Filoni is writing it, and John Favreau is the co-executive producer oh my god <laughs> these guys need to stop so they're inside uh, they're do the, the dynamic duo i love it uh i just watched four christmases yesterday too with john favreau which is yeah hilarious every movie i now see him in i'm like i love you john right? um so lando uh is going to be from what i understand it's going to be lando before solo Okay, so learning more about him, just like establishing himself as a person, as a as a as a as the gangster. Yeah. So, do we think it's going to be Donald Glover? It is Donald Glover. Oh, was it confirmed that Donald Glover yeah. is going to get it? It is Donald Glover. Okay, good. Oof, I wasn't sure because so, I, I saw some people saying if, if Donald Glover isn't 
Lando, no. I'm going to be pissed. It's and Donald, I was like, oh, no. Everything I've said points to Donald Glover being Okay, it. good. Um, Beautiful. I also don't think they'd make a Lando show without Donald Glover at this point. That's, I mean, that was my, that was my feeling on it. I am still, I, again, I just watched Solo the other day, and the way that Han came about in that movie just makes it so good because you know, originally it was just Billy D. Williams refusing to pronounce it correctly the way everyone else was. Han. Han. But the Han. fact that Donald Glover and the crew on Solo <laughs> turned it into the actual, like, I'm just a dick and gonna say your name wrong. Yeah. Is beautiful. Um, so cool. Now, probably the most exciting thing that Tim saw in this was the acolyte. Ah, dude, this is so exciting. Okay, so this is going to be a show that it, that is that it takes place at the tail end of the High Republic. So this like is as as the High Republic is ending, this this acolyte show is showing up. So this is interesting because this uh, again. If we reference back when we had Alex Star Wars explained on the show, he yeah. he enlightened us to something that was so simple and in front of our face that we never really processed, and that was that no one has seen the Sith for a thousand years, according to Yoda. Yoda also yeah. knows the rule of two, and Darth Bane right. was born well after the thousand year mark. Yeah. So how did Yoda know that no one's seen a Sith for a thousand years and that there is a rule of two? I don't know. So dark side mysticism is out there. Yes. Which is which is why I'm really excited about yeah, this. Yeah, we knew that, but it's just fun to speculate. Now, I figured that the High Republic itself wouldn't really introduce Sith right off the bat as a, no. as a concept. I think at some point we will find out who the two Sith are during this era. Uh, I just don't think that's that's the play off the bat. You don't throw those cards down on the table immediately. I think this will be the first exploration into like the role the dark side plays in the High Republic. And that we are going to find out about that dark side mysticism, you know, Again, not necessarily Sith, but maybe the thirst for knowledge that a Sith possesses. It could be something in line with the Night Sisters and that yeah, side I of mean, mysticism. Like, there's a whole, whole, whole fun thing to mess with in a show like this. I'm curious though about your so your so just to kind of go back on your your thought of Yoda. So you're saying that you think that Sith are around during the High Republic because Yoda knows about the rule of two. If we go by legend right? lore, so, so Yoda, what, Yoda but, was tempted and went searching for bad things at one point in his life. Yeah, sure. So then, so what is to say that Yoda just learned that from just like a, a holocron or from a writing of, of, of some old like Sith text or something? Why like is Yoda the only one that knows about it? I mean, we, we don't know if Yoda is the only one that knows about it. He's just the only one that mentions it. Mm, I think there's more to that. I'm with I'm with Alex on that one. I think there's a bit more to that story than. I'm just I'm just trying to, I'm trying to play it from both sides, trying to figure out like do we do we really think that Yoda ends up finding we a also Sith master during the High Republic? I don't know and, if it's a Sith master, but it might be teachings. It could be a, another encounter with a ghost. It could be he's being a rebellious Padawan and and I mean, not Padawan. He's a knight at that point, I believe. A uh, rebellious knight at one point. You know, we do see Yoda's dark side in 
Clone Wars asking why he doesn't play with him anymore. Yeah, yeah. Which, which is another indication that which, at one point which, he was... Yeah, but that was originally not canon. That so was originally Legends. See, right, that was originally Legends. But everything that happens in Clone Wars is canon, so technically right. that is canon. Yeah, well, I'm just curious. Well, it's now considered canon. I'm curious, though, are they really going to play with that? Are they really going to let Yoda go down that dark path? I, I wish I'm I'm all for let them do it, dude. Because like I I wish they would have let I would have I wish they would have laid more into Ray's dark side when they really started to like show that she like had it and she saw it in visions and she saw it in episode eight and then she actually encountered it in episode nine. Like I really wish they would have let her dark hair or her dark side of her character shine more now because it's it's dope going on that line of thought this could be about sith because sith acolyte is a legends term Mm. so it's it's again putting that on the table and saying you know this could be about the two sith that exist in the galaxy that are hiding at this point um and doing dark things and cool shit that Tim's really going to be into. I'm very excited for this stuff. I want to I want I want to get into the nitty-gritty. I'm going to get you the t-shirt from Hot Topic when the show yes. comes out. Perfect. Just you wait, buddy. <laughs> uh so again, that's another unknown. I'm probably 2023 on that one cuz I think they like they're Tim's right. They're going to want to establish the universe before they drop us in and start doing stuff. Um a droid story sounds cute. Lucas animation uh Interest, introduces to a new hero guided by a legendary duo R2-D2 and C-3PO. Um, I don't think that's really going to check off anyone's boxes, but I, you know, droid stuff's fun. Um, and for Rare Drop, for uh, for Studio Blank, Star Wars Visions, which is going to be a bunch of anime shorts by different artists. Uh, uh, I think it's 10? 10. 10. Anthology Collection will bring 10 Fantastic Visions from several of the leading Japanese anime studios offering a fresh and diverse cultural perspective to Star Wars. Chat, you're always telling me I need to watch anime. I will I will gladly watch Star Wars Visions. Really? All right, Kevin. It's Star Wars. Sure. Yeah, just like they did with Animatrix. Uh, and what was that? They did that with Batman once, too. There was like six or seven animated. Yeah, they did some They did some really cool ones, yeah. Yeah, that I, I remember. on. Uh, I think I actually have a DVD. Did he, did he go? Is he gone? Yeah. Is it my no, show now? No, it's not that one. Oh. I thought it was I thought it was Gotham Knight, but it's not. It just, it, just, it just got really quiet. He just left chat. I'm sorry. I was just seeing if it was the DVD. I don't think this is it. Oh, sorry, no, chat. this is it. Yeah, this is it. Look, it's a bunch of anime stories about Batman drawn by different artists. Um, It's actually really cool. Um, See, I'm proving that I'm a Batman fan. Um, look at my proof. It's behind me at all times. Here's my nerd card. What time is it? Do you want to take a few questions, Tim? Yeah, let's do that. Yeah. Okie dokie. I'm going to fly through this. Your question probably might not be answered. Wherewood said, why did Mayfield get more development as a former stormtrooper in three episodes than Finn in three movies? That's a great question that Tim and I do not have the answer to. (laughs) Holy crap. Patrick asked, do you think Thrawn uh, will be in season one of Ahsoka? The rumor is, is that Mads Mikkelsen has already gotten, not Mads, Lars Mikkelsen has already gotten the tap on the shoulder for the role. 
fingers. But uh, I we don't crossed. know. Like, I yeah, I don't know if he'll be a Mando character. Or he'll be an Ahsoka character. I would love to see him both. How about both? The he's, little he's girl. Be, he's been established in this one. Yeah, I think I think both would be fine. Uh answered that. Answered that. Uh, nope. Can't, don't have time for that one. What uh, a question, dude. Is the female officer on Gideon's ship the same actress as the bounty hunter from episode two on Coruscant? Maybe the shapeshifter no. one. No, no. Can someone look one. that up? We need quality control on that one. Someone look that up. No. Uh, do you agree that Thrawn will end up being the main villain arc across all of the new series? Not all, no, no. because we know that the First Order formation and uh, is Brendel the father. Thrawn, Thrawn isn't even a main. We don't know his. We don't know what he's doing right now. Like I, he is mentioned in Mando. I don't see him becoming the main protagonist but or that, antagonist. Excuse me. That Rex guy and Brendel Hux are going to be. Aren't they technically? Because they're the ones that are going to form the the first order. Yeah, they go off into unknown space to do that. We don't know what happens to Thrawn. They don't. They don't. They they make mention of him in aftermath as to like we. Will go to where they think Admiral, like Grand Admiral Thrawn, is, or like to the way to where he's from, or something. Something to that extent was like one of the, like the last lines they say in Book Three of Aftermath. Um, but that's it. Uh, Kevin also asks, "What do you think the consequences of Mando scanning his face would be? I mean, he's now registered in the Imperial data system, which doesn't have seem to have the best security anyway. So nothing. I wouldn't worry too much." Uh... Do, do, do. I also still don't think that Thrawn is a bad guy. Just want to put that out there. Do you think he's an anti? He's he's a Star Wars anti-hero. This is a Tim question. Do you think the culmination of for all three series, Rangers, Ahsoka, and Mando, will be like a Defenders type series? That's the vibe that I'm getting. Yes, hundred percent. It, it's to Kevin's point of like what they've done with Marvel when you have like Daredevil and Iron Fist and like and Luke Cage and like all that stuff, and then you bring them together for like these really cool moments. Uh, yes, which 100%. Charlie Cox is back, which means Punisher season three on Hulu. Uh, fingers crossed. Uh, da, 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 da. Not Star Wars, but haven't gotten an answer. Is there a particular level of Patreon needed for D&D stream? Uh, you'd have to ask Paul or look at the tiers on that. Uh, I forget what it is off the top of my head. Paul's in chat. He'll know. Uh, yes, Paul will also respond to the tweets and DMs. Uh, do you think Grogu will be rescued? We answered that. Uh, who will be Mando's crew for the final mission? We speculated about that. Uh, all the negative Boba stuff aside, it was cool AF that they worked Jaster backstory in and the fact that he and Mando are from enemy. I mean, they, it was a name. They haven't really worked it in yet. I'd be interested to see where they go with it. Um... Imagine Vader in the 212th Battalion hunting down Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan's brother and uh, clone army going after him would be insanity. I have a feeling that's not far from what we'll be witnessing. Uh, how did Din's face? We answered that. Um, uh, what do you think of Moff Gideon's ship being a light cruiser? Uh, saying about the state of the remnant fleet at this point. We've already talked about We've that. We've talked about that. Uh... I saw something that Moff Gideon's ship looks to be near Nar Shada. Do you think this could be the location for the next episode? Conclude? Nah. Nar Shada is like a casino planet. I feel like they would have yes. alluded to it by now. You think we'll see Mayfeld again? Um, 
I think we will, but I don't we think won't see him this season. Yeah, and I think either... if anything, we'll see him again for the new show that's coming out. Yeah, or in a future season of Mandalorian. Um, yep. uh, how do you think Mando got his jetpack back? Uh, I, he probably picked it up before they left. <laughs> uh, yeah. Did you it's notice remote control, dude? That the stormtroopers didn't miss a shot when they drove over the bridge in the truck. I did notice that, and I thought it was hilarious. Where I guess we're dealing with an elite squad here who couldn't hit shots at the end of the show, though. Come on, it's Star Wars. If you don't get that meme, you just, you just gotta roll with it at this point. Um, do you think Mando will enlist the help of the New Republic pilots in Episode Ten? Seems like a tall order for the current crew to get the job done. They might show up heroically or something in a ba- and get them out of some situation at the end again. Like, oh, we've been following you since. Da, 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 da. So maybe Tim, anything to add there? No, I, 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 I don't know. I, I'm, I'm really concerned with with what we're gonna see on Friday. To be 100 percent honest, Tim just smiles. Okay, it's gonna be all right. I'll, you want me to come over and watch it with you? And just, I'm nervous, dude. No, because I'm gonna be at the gym while I'm watching. You want me to sit next to you at the gym and rock you? Please while don't. That's gonna be so. You're on the treadmill. Please don't do that. No, please don't do that. <laughs> no, I'll miss plus one. It's cool. I'll wear a mask. We'll be fine. Uh, do you think whichever Jedi Grogu reached out to on Tython will show up in the last episode? I still maintain it was Obi Wan's ghost. That that thought has crossed my mind as to do we think this whatever Jedi he like heard his call will show up? I don't think so. Please be. Calm. I think that I think that'll be a moment. I think that'll be a moment that we'll go back to in an episode in season three I and be like, remember this one thing that Grogu did on the platform? Yeah, this is this is why he did that. Or it's Kyle. They've done, they've done that a couple. They've di- they've done that a couple times where it's like. You remember that one thing they did in this episode way back when? Okay, now this is why. So, or it's Kyle Katarn. Stop it! We stop it. And he's just gonna blow his way out of that Moff Gideon ship with Grogu in his arms, and it's gonna be amazing. And we're all gonna crumb together. Um. Uh. uh no. Jacob said, "Tim, I just want to thank you for recommending the Thrawn books to us. I just finished the second book, and I think this is one of my favorite series ever. Thank you, Tim. Thrawn is Thrawn is awesome, and I'm so excited for Ascendancy, the next one that's coming out because the chests are really dope. But Thrawn, <laughs> like the more the more you read about Thrawn, the more you really start to understand like his entire role in the the whole Star Wars picture. It's awesome." Uh, I have to read this one because it's too good not to. Uh, in reference to my comment that there were no other lightsabers in play besides the Darksaber and Ahsoka, someone said, You say that there is no other lightsabers, but alas, you have forgot that Windows, Mace Windu is still in play. <laughs> well, Kevin, I think I think we've reached our limit for today. <laughs> Do you think oh you guys God. could collect a list or something for Star Wars books, shows, games that you both recommend? Um, I feel like we say it a lot. Uh, maybe... We'll put something on the website once the, the, the new version of the site is up that has, like, Tim's pick of the month or something. Maybe I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. Tim's very busy. You know, very busy. Yeah, but Tim's very busy. Putting it all on you. <laughs> I'm not. Just Tim. Um, I'm very busy. Very busy. Uh, duh, 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 duh. Fennec, yeah. Tim, we can't go an episode without you knowing that midichlorians are canon. You will not forget. It's not a question. 
Are there any actual questions left? Will the Acolyte be about Plagueis or Palpatine? This takes place 350 years before Phantom it's Menace. At the end of the High Republic, we have no idea what's going to be in there. Well, it's kind of a hot no because it's 350 years before. It says it takes place 350 years before the Phantom Menace. So I'm going to go with a yeah. hot no on that one. Uh, could they be going the Star Wars route and give us the end of High Republic, then we learn how we got there? I mean, I think they're going to piece the timeline together over time out of order like they do with everything else star wars yes um yeah we i think it just as like as the star wars community we have to be okay with getting things told to us out of order do you think the protagonist of the acolyte will be one of the young jedi we meet in some of the new books or comics or an entirely new character that would be cool if there's crossover and i i don't think that's out of the question at all we don't know anything about the time period so it's hard to speculate but i like the idea it's fun yeah um Uh, doesn't Qui-Gon also mention the rule of two when he shows up as his force ghost? Or did I imagine that? I I don't remember. Do your homework and let us know on Twitter. And finally, Asajj Ventress was a Sith Acolyte, so that term could be another term for apprentice. It's not an apprentice. It is a, it is, it is a specific type of dark side force user. Um, close to an apprentice or a Sith, I would say. Uh, so... Yes. Uh, no. So but a yes. Sith Acolyte was a rank within the Sith Order prior to Darth Bane's formation. Uh, the term was used to refer to Force-sensitive apprentices who had only just started on the Dark Path under the tutelage of a more experienced Sith Lord to rightfully bear the mantle of Sith. I yes, I use the word tutelage. Tutelage. And there you go. That is where a Sith acolyte. So, so if the show is all about a acolyte, and it is a Sith acolyte, then yeah, we are going. It is going to be a very, very interesting show that I'm going to be very excited about. Tim, that's going to be your favorite Star Wars show. It really is. It's probably going to be my favorite one. <laughs> he's gonna. He's gonna. He's just gonna nut on that one so hard every week. He's gonna be like, "Did you see how dark that dark side was?" Also, interesting fact, before we end, Acolytes were trained by the Brotherhood of Darkness at the Dathomir Academy and the Iridonia uh, uh, Academy. That's both homes of the Zabrik, Iridonia and Dathomir. The character Gamblor, a Hudson Acolyte featured in Joe Deltar faces Gambler the Terror. Yeah, there's some, really, there's some really cool stuff on Wikipedia that is, uh, that is up there, so take a look. Am I throwing you off? Yeah, I'm also trying to make canon, it eerie so that was so that was actually the legends uh, entry. The canon's entry for Dark Acolyte is the title of a Dark Acolyte was also called Sith Acolyte was held by Asajj Ventress and Savage Press. So yeah, it's, it's it's essentially just like an apprentice, a dark apprentice. That's what we call my daughter, Savage Press, because she just destroys everything in the house. <laughs> she is like a a Sith with unbridled rage and destruction. Yeah, that sounds about right. Patrons, thank you so much for supporting the show. Thank you, viewers, for supporting the show. We appreciate you. Star Wars and Scotch is just it's just been flying off the handle lately. Uh, so thank you, Dave Filoni and John Favreau, for making The Mandalorian. And, and if uh, you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com forward slash rare drop. We do have the rare drop D&D night happening this Wednesday. It's going to be a fun, festive theme. It's so silly. With, with characters like 
Ebenezer Scrooge. Did you know that there are Christmas wizards and demons in A Christmas Carol? You didn't? I well, had no idea. We're going to find out more. And also, uh, I heard something about meat being there. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not bringing... A Asriel's not coming out to play. I'm not being Asriel. Are you going... But if, if a but if a blue dragon shows up in, in with Tiny Tim, I'm going to freak out going to be on patreon you will be able to see it because it's patreon first but if you want to see it live and enjoy the show got to be uh, uh on that patreon train thank you so much for hanging out with us today we appreciate you guys as always you can find tim fb.gg slash darkness 429 all of the days around 8 a.m eastern and if he's not there at 8 a.m wait till 805 because he'll probably be live at 805 except on fridays it's, it's more true. like an 8 15 8 20 uh yeah, it's true. you're part it's of true. my you're part of my morning routine tim Makes sense. Yeah, you should be part of your morning routine too, you mother. Uh, <laughs> and everything I do is on rare drop because uh, I'm um, Mr. Drop, first name rare. Thank you. He's the he's the mother CEO, chat. That's me, <laughs> raredrop.co. You can go check out all the old episodes of um, uh, Star Wars and Scotch. There, Friday morning we will have up the final Mando minute for this season. As soon as Tim and I watch it and discuss it, it usually gets up around 9 a.m. It's on the podcast feed. There is no video for it. It is exclusive to audio, so make sure you're subscribed. And again, we appreciate you. Thank you. Go get the Merry Crumble shirt. We'll see you Wednesday for D&D. We'll see you next Wednesday for the Rare Drop Christmas Party and next Monday for the final episode of Mandalorian. I also think that's the final episode of the year for Star Wars and Scotch. Holy crap. It <laughs> is. Lot, There's no episode on the lot. 28th, so next week is the final Mando episode and the final Star Wars and Scotch of 2020. We love you. We appreciate you. Have a wonderful evening. Go raid uh, Nogi with the rest of us. Peace. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.